You are listening to the Scale with Speed podcast. Why? Because scale equals revenue and speed equals profit. Hosted by nine-figure business builders, Matt Monero and Judge Graham. Enter with caution. Welcome to the Scale with Speed podcast. I'm Matt Monero in the studio with... The Judge Graham. All right. The <laughs> Judge Graham. Judge, how you been doing? All right? Great, man. I'm kind of angled... The podcast is always weird, right? Because it's like we're really talking to each other, but should I face forward? We got the cameras on us. So you're going to get the side profile because I just feel feel better talking to you like where I could see you. I'm going to turn my chair a little bit too. Okay. Well, you don't have to. I didn't. <laughs> hey, by the way, you can watch our episodes on YouTube. Look up Burn the Ships. And it's more comfortable I'm, too, right? Yeah, it's better. Yeah. And then on Burn the Ships on YouTube, you can see the Scale with Speed podcast. So if you want to watch the podcast, great. Otherwise, just download it. Wherever you've been, download it and keep the likes and the shares and the subscribes yeah, coming. We appreciate a lot of traffic. it. Traffic every downloads. week, it's getting better. It's awesome. But Judge, you and I wanted we prepped for this podcast because we are seeing this recurring behavior happen in some of the in some of the events we're going to and doing, even some of the companies that we're involved in. This concept of what we call sizzle versus steak. Now, you can add in a great Texas line, right, which is big hat, no cattle, mm-hmm. right? He's like, yeah, you know, he wants to be the big old rancher, but he's got no cattle on yeah, the ranch, yeah. right? No truck. <laughs> no truck, but he's got the hat. So this, I, I have to tell you, man, I, I haven't thought about this concept in a number of years, and I'm not sure why. I don't know why my life doesn't have people in it that focus on sizzle versus steak anymore. I think it was a big concept that I was, maybe even I experienced it a little bit, but I certainly saw it more. Maybe it's because I'm not on social anywhere near as much as I once was, but it's starting to flare up again a little mm-hmm. bit in some of our examples. And we want to talk about it on the podcast today to make sure that you're not focused on the sizzle and that you're focused on the freaking steak. The steak is how you get fucking paid. Yeah, yeah I'm, this is so timely. I forgot to even tell you this this story because uh, it, it happened last night. So we were in an event. I know what started this podcast is three, four months ago, we were at an event, right? Or sometime in this crazy 2020. And <clears throat> we're going to be pulling from that um, a little bit in this podcast today. But <clears throat> specifically in an event we were at last night, um, Chris who's been to the Burn of the Ships, yeah. who was there um, at RP1, and who's done a 48-hour transformation with us. And you guys should check out rp1results.com. But he, uh, uh, I pulled up, right, and my truck's in the shop, and I pulled up in the Porsche, right? And he immediately was like, oh, dude, this is a, you know, this is a badass car. He's like, do you have a bunch of sports cars? And I said, no, dude, you know, this is, this is what I have. And uh, he, we got onto this topic. He said, you know, Judge, it's it's been great being kind of around you and Matt because you guys aren't caught up in the sizzle, right? I mean, even though I, I, I drove from the Porsche, but that's what preempted it. It wasn't a fucking, you know, Huracan Lamborghini that was green, right? Nothing, there's anything wrong with that. But he said, you know, honestly, I've been so depressed um, mm. the last two years, and I was really hanging with the Grant Cardone crowd, you know, when everybody is flexing, everybody, you know, had the thousand dollar shoes and the thousand dollar belt and, you know, the 
$2,000 sunglasses and, you know, uh, a Lambo or, or whatever. And he said, what I, what I, I just started to get depressed. I was like, you know, mind you, Chris has this pretty successful business. Yeah, they've been in business 54 years. Debt-free, mm-hmm. s- several million in revenue, yep. a profitable business. And he said, it was depressing until I found out all these guys and yeah, they're posers, mm-hmm. right? They, they've maxed the credit card out. They're living paycheck to paycheck. And, and they're in this concept of sizzle, right? And <clears throat> my counsel to him, I was like, dude, listen, block that shit out. Focus on your plan and get to fucking work. Yeah. All the rest of that shit is noise. Dude, you spend five, six years. Don't worry about the fucking car. You put in the work, you can buy any car you want, right? During that journey... And I'm talking specifically for me. I didn't even think about a fucking car, yeah. a house, a Gucci belt, any of that shit. Dude, I was gr- I didn't have time to go fucking shop. Yeah. I was working. And anybody that was trying to do that shit, I, I just pushed them out of my life. So I think and in, in, in hope I'm not stealing thunder on this one. It's like, dude, if you're in an environment where you're so caught up in that sizzle and you're letting social or other people in comparisons, dude, block that shit out. You're going to be depressed, and you're never going to win if you don't. We're going to give strategy and tactics on how you focus on the sizzle, uh, rather on the steak versus the sizzle. But just just a quick uh, background on where sizzle versus steak comes from. It comes from Peter Lynch. Peter Lynch is well-known as perhaps the most successful fund manager in the history of funds. He ran the Magellan Fund of Fidelity. A little stat, a data report on that. He ran it from 1977 to 1990. And the fund generated an average of 29.2% annual return for that period of time. Now, what what did Peter Lynch do to, to do that? He's a Boston guy, real sort of gritty, you know, um, grassroots, blue-collar kind of guy. And you know what he did, Judge, to focus on the steak versus the sizzle? He went around and talked to people. What are you buying? What do you like? So big stocks that were huge purchases for him. Dunkin' Donuts. Listen, man, if you go to New England, you there's a Dunkin' Donuts everywhere. Mm. Every service station has a Dunkin' Donuts. Every street corner has a Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, it's an institution out there. And he saw that growth happening and he said, how come I'm not buying Dunkin' Donuts stock? Yeah. So he buys Dunkin' Donuts. He he saw this uh, weird thing, but in the office at, at Magellan, he saw women showing up more and more and more with pantyhose. So he started to say, what's going on with the pantyhose? Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? Legs made the pantyhose. What did he do? He went out and he bought leg stock. Yeah, that's amazing. Right? If you remember, the, that was the old uh, Joe Namath um, ad, if you remember, where, where it's a picture of it starts at the feet and it moves up and he can't tell whether it's a, a guy or a gal's feet. And then all of a sudden it gets to the top and he's wearing a Jets jersey. And he says... Uh, uh, legs even make these legs look better because yeah. Joe had the worst legs. His knees oh, were yeah, so many surgeries yeah, and awesome. stuff like that. So Peter Lynch was looking for the steak. He wasn't looking for the sizzle and the fluff, and he yeah. became a multi-billionaire and has one of the greatest track records. So the sizzle versus the steak was his investment strategy. And we would offer you, you know, it's an old example, it's 77 to 1990. But it's 13 years, and the guy became a billionaire at 29.2% a year annual return because he focused on the frickin' stake. So here's what we're seeing. We're seeing presentations, and we're seeing a specific presentation that triggered this is you and I saw it. 
where the guy gave the presentation and he's talking about the services of his company and he throws up clients mm. on the screen, on the PowerPoint. And we both say, well, we know those clients. And we know those clients fired this company. <laughs> and yet this guy is still firing up as an example of why this crowd should do business with them. Clients that fired this company because they didn't perform. That is not understanding stake mm -hmm. and not being relentless to the truth of where are you winning, which brings us to some strategy of how people can get focused on the stake in their business and not the sizzle, because the sizzle is a fucking distraction, just like you were saying. It's a, it's, it's a huge distraction, and it's... Listen, I, I think that there is some truth in that concept, fake it till you make it, a, a little bit. And what I mean by that is, <clears throat> listen, you can't win a big account until you know you have some results, but you're putting on a great show. Right. You, 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 maybe you, you you've, you've done something in the office or you you hired a hire that was strategic that you needed, but you may not be able to afford. But you can afford them if you win that account. That to me is is, you know, you got to do some of those things. And that's still stakeish. It's not sizzle. The sizzle is you've got a shitty company. Yeah. And and you're driving a, 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 a 2011 Maserati. <laughs> and you got Gucci shoes on and you're telling everybody at the cocktail party you're killing it, right? And first of all, your ass shouldn't even be at the fucking cocktail party unless you're selling, right? Oh, and, 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 and they get caught up, business owners. I mean, the part of that hamster wheel is you get caught up in this facade of, well, dude, I'm a CEO. Bro, have you seen my business card? CEO. That doesn't mean fucking shit to me until I understand your bank account. Right. Like I I measure credibility on fucking assets and bank accounts. That's the big takeaway. That's the takeaway. stake. Yeah. And 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 what what you're doing if you're focused on the sizzle is you're completely missing the opportunity to get with people who can help you build more stake because they see it coming. Dude, yeah. listen. You, you you listen, you just got back from Palm Springs, right? Driving race cars with with people who have houses in the desert on a racetrack and it's their sixth house with 20 supercars in the garage 20 supercars and and you know the cost of maintenance after the race is more than most people's mortgage payments right and zero I, talk about sizzle there too by the way i guarantee it zero like when when i went there and i mean these i mean baller like you know, my buddy has a house next to the CMO of Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, come on. Like, come on, man. It's not like Biden, right? Come on, man. <laughs> and, you know, all, all these, you know. when No one's rolling no, around in Gucci no, shoes. No one has Gucci shoes on. Everybody's dressed like we are today. I mean, they're in, you know, joggers, uh, tennis shoes, and a backwards hat, you know. And you would never know those guys had a dollar to their name. Right. Salt of the earth just talking about life and then business gets woven in because that's what you talk about, but no flexing, no sizzle, everything was stake. And, and uh, I think when it's, it's important for you in, in your career and who you start surrounding yourself with, maybe we should, we should help them here, Matt today too. It's like, how do you identify somebody that's about that stake versus about that sizzle? Right. And you go back to like Marshawn Lynch. And if you remember that, that saying, it's like, 
I'm all about that business, right? <laughs> like, like, dude, I'm not here for the fucking interview and the pre- like. I'm about that business, mm. right? I need to get out of this interview and get back on the field because I'm about that business. Yeah, it's it's like those those guys with their cars though that you were with. I mean, those guys don't have one Ferrari. Like, dude, they have twelve Ferraris. No, dude, these garages on average hold twenty cars. Yeah, I mean, they build the homes so you can have triple stack. I mean, multiple deep and multiple lifts. Yeah. And, and on average, those garages hold 20. So those guys to, to the outsider would have sizzle, but it's backed by stake. What's stake? It's a machine that, uh, called a business that spits out tokens that afford the sizzle. Yeah. It's not the sizzle without the stake. Yeah, totally. And so we want to get real tactical here to help you really understand what we're talking about. And we, we've got some questions here that you should be asking yourself to get relentlessly focused on the steak rather than the sizzle. And here's, here's a list of questions that we came up with. The first one is, where are you winning? Mm. So what niche, what accounts, what ideal client do you consistently deliver for and win with and get paid by and they become happy and they refer other customers and they do more business with you. Where is that? So I got a great, great story. So Mitch was on here, right? My buddy I work out with, great, great guy. And we've come up with a concept. I'm super excited about helping with the logo. It's called Only Accept Greatness, right? And he's gonna build this program. And, and as we're building it, it's very relevant to this point. He was like, you know, we started and he wanted here. And I was like, no, 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 dude. Like, and we kept going down. He's like, well, well, I'm going to lose the market. He's like, we need to focus on women. And I need, what about kids that need training? What, I go, no, no, no. I said, you need 40-year-old men, right, that, 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 that want more and that have successful, that have household incomes of X. And you're going to build everything about that because that's where you can win, Mitch. Yeah. That's your target. Everything else is a distraction. And he said, but I just don't know if it's enough. And we Googled that segment. And it's like 325 million in that population. Yeah. I was like... Dude, you need one-tenth of one percent, yeah. and you'd be a gazillionaire. Yeah. So, like, you know, where can you win in that very specific niche? Dude, I cannot tell you how many Saturdays I was in that shitty office at 2400 Arbuckle Court. Do you have Gucci shoes on? <laughs> <laughs> Gucci slippers? <laughs> Dude, perspective on it. This is so. This is this is the blessing and a curse. It's a little bit of what you're talking about about fake it till you make it. Because the counter to that can be you have to do some of it. You you need yeah, hundred percent. You need to present yes with confidence and success. Success does attract success. Yeah, you can't go into a banking meeting in a shitty fucking suit, dude. Spend the money on a suit, but you don't need an Armani custom tailored suit if you can't afford it. Dude, Saturday morning, Arbuckle Court. I had two folding tables in an L shape. That was my desk for years. And I would analyze the week. Where did we win? What type of customer did we have success with? Who did we like doing business with the most? Mm -hmm. What type of customer did we dislike doing business with? What customer created all the the nightmares and the chaos and the fires? And what customer didn't? Mm -hmm. Where are we winning? And then we would plan. I would. There wasn't a we. I would plan the attack for the following week to get more of those type of customers, Mm -hmm. right? Just constantly refining the filter. 
And then once you lock and load on that, then scale can occur again. And I, dude, I remember I went out and bought office furniture. I spent two thousand dollars on office furniture. I, I just couldn't believe it. Mm. Like I, I actually had real office furniture for two thousand. I couldn't. I mean, that's the negative of what we're talking about right. here too. Is you can think so weak and so small that fucking two thousand dollars with office furniture is more important than than you know the the image of having a client come in with two folding tables. <laughs> Well, I think what you're saying is, remember we went on that uh, down memory lane? Yeah. And, I mean, my first business, I dumpster dive for furniture. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it's a prime example of, but it's so so important in this, this, this concept of civil and stake. We all want the success, right? And depending on where you are in your journey, dude, sometimes you just got to eat the shit to get there. Totally. Okay? And so if dude. you're on that spectrum where I was fresh out of college or still in college, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. My version of steak was I had no fucking money and I wasn't going to put 30000 on a credit card. Yeah. So what do I do? I dumpster dive for furniture. That is steak. The guy that is coming out of school that's like, no, 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 bro. I'm going to run up 30000 on my credit card because we need furniture. <laughs> that is sizzle and you haven't earned that yet and you will lose. You will lose. It's just going to play. The market will punish your ass. You have too much to learn. You're not focused enough. I don't care what anybody says, dude. These grays, I'm, you know, I'm still somewhat of a young man, 42. They are earned. <laughs> and the grayer they get, I've learned the better yeah, I've become yeah. as it relates oh, to business. That's good. Oh, man. So the stake is a fucking process. And the younger you are, <clears throat> You're slow cooking that thing, you know, at 200 degrees. And now the older you get, you can fire up a gas grill and put it on 700. Yeah. You know how to cook a steak at 600 now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the thing, though, that is so important on this, where are you winning, is because your best customers only care about results. And we cannot stress this enough. Dude, the marketplace isn't faked out by mm -hmm. your sizzle. The best customers... The people that want to... Let's, let's caveat that, Matt. The clients you want that are going to really have longevity and spend money with you know the sizzle instantly. Yeah. I mean, you and I can walk in anywhere and go, this fucking place is going to crash. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I have been You on... can fucking smell the sizzle, right? <laughs> I have been on so many client visits in which the client came out, the, the, the trucking company was dirt road took you to it. You didn't know what you, you just, you're like, you're starting to put judgment to it and you're saying, oh my God, this call's going nowhere, right? And then you roll up to it and the guy would come out, dude, I've seen it a dozen times. The guy would come out in blue overalls and a white t-shirt and you would say this guy doesn't have two freaking nickels to rub together and i'd go into his office and guess who was in there doing the books his wife and she was covered in diamonds and the mercedes was parked in the back so he's all steak so baby can get some sizzle <laughs> i cannot tell you how many yeah. times i saw that yeah. where this guy looks like the just regular joe and behind it was Baby, who was dripping in yeah. it, right? <laughs> dripping he like wasn't it. dripping in it. Got that drip. But she was dripping <laughs> in it. So those maybe it's a value proposition, too, that you may, 
you may that's choose a separate to, podcast. That's probably a separate <laughs> podcast. But but I'm telling you, man, that manage that drip, dude. I have seen that play out yeah. a lot more than the opposite, where mm. the where the where the front man is sizzle. And the back is steak. You follow where I'm going with that, Judge? Like, no, totally. When the staff is shit on, and the staff is is crapped on, and the front man is is the is the sizzle. That's a big problem. Well, I think you bring up a, and I know we're kind of all over the board, but I can, I think it's important. Listen, there's also this issue of when does the owner start being able to flex a little bit of yeah, the like you got to earn that shit though. Okay, so what I mean by that is. If you're not paying your people fairly yeah. and taking care of them based on their role, you shouldn't be driving that Range Rover yet. And now, I stroke, like, dude, I didn't buy my first Range Rover. We were, I don't know, $30 million in rev before I bought a Range Rover. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And before I felt good enough that, you know what, this isn't sizzle anymore this Range Rover is stake yeah. because I can back it up because I've got a 30 million in rev company. <laughs> I can trust the rev. And I'm paying people on average 100K that work here, you know, <laughs> or, or 75,000, whatever it is. Like, you know, that's the, there's a transition from yeah. where steak really becomes a combination of sizzle and steak, but it's real steak. You know, we talked about that at, at one of the dinners we, we, were, we were at when we did that um, event <coughs> in Florida. And we, I think it sort of shut the room down a little bit because we said to the group, one of the biggest problems you have is you don't pay your people well. And, and I, I just remember saying that, and there was like a silence across yeah, sure. the room, you know? I mean, that's a big deal, man. If you're, if you're, you, you, you got to pay your people living wages. All right, let's keep going down for, to, to stay tactical for the audience today. The second question you should be asking you is, what does the data tell you? Mm. So, like... Are you making money? Are, does the financial statement is does it does the bottom show a black number or does it show a red number? Right, like. And do you have any recurring? What's month? What's next month look like? And is it better than last month? Is the trend mm. upwards or is the trend downward? And and you have to look at the data because every time I look at the data, whether it's a trend report, a data report, a financial statement, I'm always reminded of the story. That the data tells. Yeah, you can't make decisions on the Maserati, getting new space, the $2,000 worth of office furniture, whatever it is, unless you have accurate data that you understand how to read and make, you know, relevant decisions against, right? You have to understand the data. And the data has to tell you a fucking story of growth and, and future prosperity and existing and, and momentum moving forward. Otherwise, you're still betting on the come line, as they say in Vegas, playing craps, right? I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm mm -hmm. hoping it's going to happen. It doesn't work like that, dude. Mm -hmm. You need the real data. All right, the third question you should be asking yourself, and this is cuts both ways because it, it, it cuts to who you're doing business with and who you are as a business owner. What proof do you have? Mm-hmm. Third-party proof. It's a big burn the ships concept. Prove it. Th Prove. Credibility assets. Give, show me somebody that says you're as good as you say you are. Mm -hmm. Show me your article. Show me the newspaper cared about you. Show me the network cared about you. Show me that the book sold a lot. 
Show me something. What mm -hmm. freaking proof do you have that says you're so good? And you should be looking at that when you're choosing someone, and then you should be hardcore being relentless to the stake and asking yourself, how can we prove it with a third-party validation? Where does it live? Who can tell me how good you are? Mm -hmm. That's a big fucking deal, right? It is a big deal, right? And, and, and that gets back to this concept of, of sizzle versus steak because in business, we get so caught up in that sizzle piece of it. Dude, the sizzle piece you want is with your client results. Yes. That's the sizzle, right? Not, not you showing up in the Gucci shoes or the rented Maserati or whatever it is. Real clients that are going to spend real money with you, they don't care if it's a Honda Accord a, a Ram truck or a Maserati if you got the goods, right? The sizzle is in the results of the product or service you're selling. It's not in the, the soft flex that you're trying to do. This, if this resonates with you, people should go back. I'm not going to tell the story again, but it, it does relate to that review story that happened here at Commercial Fleet. We did 192 deals in September. We didn't get one review on the internet. Now, I'm relentless to the stake. How is that possible, I said. How could we be so good that we do 192 funded deals? If we fund 192, dude, we are talking to thousands of people to fund 192 deals. And not one person goes to the internet to tell the world how good we are. Mm. Are we really that good? That was the first question. How is it possible that the data says 192, we don't get one? Right? Do you are you asking that question on that fucking Saturday morning when you're sitting at your two folding tables? Are you saying how is it possible that we the data tells us we're successful but the market doesn't? Mm -hmm. And we fire up a contest. We start. We we had winner circle yesterday. The, the salespeople of the quarter. We take them out. We went to Top Golf to hit golf balls. And the the um, guy who continually gets the most reviews last month um, was there. Surprise, right? right? Lots of customers say how good he is, and right. he's there in Winter Circle. And I said, what, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just asking. And I said, you know what? I really appreciate The guy's name is Jeff. I said, you know what? I appreciate you, Jeff. I said, you get Elena's name to mention. Elena is his operations person who handles all his doc packages and everything. I said, you get Elena mentioned in your reviews, too. And I said, you know what matters there, dude, is... Uh, Elena gets a gift card every time her name is mentioned too. And I said, you know, at the rate you're going, you asking your customer to in, leave a review and include Elena's name, you, you may end up making her have an incredible Christmas for her kid. Mm. You know, think about that, man. Mm. Just think about that. Just for asking the question, asking the customer to mention her, it opens up her to get the gift cards too, and those gift cards. Uh, listen, over the next, we decide to continue the contest all the way through the end of the year. I, Elena might make fifteen hundred bucks mm -hmm. in twenty five dollar gift cards just because Jeff does such a good job. She does a good job to support him. And he she, he asked for her name to be mentioned too, and she may end up having a killer Christmas for a kid. Man, that's 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 why the stake matters. It starts <clears throat> with the question of how could we be so good and Somebody prove it to me. So I've got a great story because I know the audience likes stories, right? They're supposed to be like, yeah. that stories. <laughs> so I've never had a real job my whole life, right? I've always just now my. You never worked like you. You never like. Well, I mean, I, I like. I mean, I worked at you know uh, a barbecue restaurant when I was fifteen. Cutting. I've never had an adult job, right? I've always fucking worked, right? But 
I remember. Um, no, you never worked for a. You never had a boss, really, other than like. No. No shit. Well, um, so my junior year, we were required oh. in college to have a um, a paid internship, and so that was the first time I was exposed to a boss, and he taught me such a valuable lesson. He, um, it was a, it was a finance Americredit. Mm. They did sub financing for for automobiles, right? <clears throat> and it was mm. so cool. I remember I was just super impressed because I actually got to be mentored of, of one of the executives. He was an SVP and I was on the 40th floor in the fucking big offices. And like, it was like, it was a great perspective of what was possible yeah. at, at that age. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and he gave me my first assignment and the assignment was, um, you know, he wanted by end of day, this Excel sheet that had some data and some formulas. Okay. And I spent fucking, Five hours on the font, the color, putting in the AmeriCredit logo, <laughs> a, a cover sheet that had the, the a fucking eagle on it that Matt, like, just, you know, and, and I spent 30 minutes <laughs> on the data, right? And I remember he came and he said, mm -hmm. dude, we've got a style versus substance problem. Right, which is the same thing of steak totally. and sizzle, right? So it was a fundamental shift for me to understand. It's like if you're spending so much time on the sizzle and not the steak and take that simple application of, dude, that guy, <clears throat> in a sense, my boss, my client, he cared about the steak. The substance, does the Excel file work? Are the formulas correct? The data analysis against it, I don't give a fuck if the if it is blue, green, red, pink. I want the steak. <laughs> and as a 19 or 20 or 21-year-old kid, it was a wake-up call for me to really understand this concept we're talking about, sizzle versus steak. All right, here's a great, great example. Here's the, the last takeaway for the audience today of how you can become relentless to the steak and back way off from the sizzle. Um, I got a buddy, his name is Rob, super successful guy. Um, not an entrepreneur, actually works uh, for a big four accounting firm, but cut his one teeth. One of those guys. He, but, but he's not one of those guys, but he is one of those guys. But that's what's <laughs> magical about him. I think it's why he's, he's risen up the ranks to, to the levels that he has. But um, our, we got kids that are pretty much the same age. He's got four kids. And uh, uh, three boys and a girl, and there's, the boys are similar to my three boys' ages. And um, we were on the dad's helmet crew for the football thing, mm. and um, we kept getting the shaft. Like, we'd go down and, and blow up the football helmet for the season last year, and then, then the, the guy— And this is kind of, it's the football helmet the kids run through. Yeah. At the beginning of a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The smoke and yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's Texas football, too, by the way. So it's like <laughs> over the top. High school, right? <laughs> And, and then as soon as the helmet deflated, the security guys would come over and kick our asses off the field, right? And I was like, man, how, you know, I, I'd like to stay on the field a little bit, right? So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make um, badges. Yeah. Z, did you help make those badges? Remember when I did the – or was that Billy who helped me with those? It was Billy. So I mocked it up, and I, I sent it to graphics. I said, I want you to make me a the most realistic – Press badge. Press badge you can without <laughs> – Without doing anything illegal. Like, I don't want it to say, 
you know, Carroll Independent School District. I don't want it to be a fake badge. Yeah. I want it to be a badge. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so they came back to me with this killer football helmet, and it said um, helmet crew on it. Yeah. Nothing illegal about yeah, it. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit of the fake it till you make it concept. There was nothing illegal. Nobody would have said I, I um, what, what would it be if you, if you try to impersonate it? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, right? It was just a badge. Yeah. So that I bring, I laminate them. I buy green lanyards. I bring them to the dad's club. Half the dad's like, I'm not wearing that thing, right? My buddy Rob goes, this is unbelievable. I freaking love this idea, right? So me and Rob, oh, every, every game we get it. And we, we're on the field now. Lots yeah. of games. So long story short. Yeah, but how does it go back to the, the tactics I'm, here, I'm coming to it. I'm coming to it. I'm coming to it. Hang <laughs> I'm on. Lost. I'm getting lost. I'm getting lost. I'm completely digressing here. <laughs> Biggest game of the season. <clears throat> Dragons win, the place goes crazy. I'm on the field with my dragon pass. The the fans are rushing onto the field. Security's holding people back, right? Moms are going crazy. My kid's on the field. I want to go hug my son. Dripping in diamonds already. People are going crazy. (laughs) My buddy Rob, I, I see it happen. My buddy Rob walks up to the security guy. Flashes his pass. Security guys, come on! It was front of the line. Let's everybody down. I come down. And I go. It fucking where he goes. I told you it's gonna work. It's unbelievable. So Rob and I built a friendship. By the way, this, this guy is an accountant for a top four firm. So you know he didn't feel like we were breaking the rules. I mean, this, yeah, is, yeah. this again. This goes back to the stake side of a judge. It's like this constant relentlessness to legitimacy and and delivering on it, but also what. What can you? Yeah, this is you got to think. This is a little bit of it's the, a little bit of that, yeah. but nothing illegal. Anyway, it gets on field. We become really good buddies because we have this connection. We'll talk about it for the rest of our lives. The Denton Geyer game, where my yeah, yeah, stupid yeah. pass that most of the dads said, "Fuck you, I'm not wearing that stupid thing." Yeah, it works for Rob. Rob has a saying, and every time we're at a game, he'll he'll see a guy walk in in the Gucci's and the whole nine yards, dude. You know the vision I'm talking about. Yeah. That guy, right? And Rob will lean over to me and he'll say. You think that guy can write a $20,000 check? And this is the final takeaway for you as the audience today from Judge and I. If you want to focus on steak versus sizzle, you have to understand what your bank account looks like. Mm. And Rob says it best. You think that guy can afford to write a check for twenty grand? Can you? I mean, can you play? Is it all fucking sizzle? Or can you actually stroke the check? And you and I know from the deals that we've done that you have to be able to write a check to get into the right rooms. Yeah, and again, let's preface. There's nothing wrong with the Gucci shoes if you can write the check. What we're trying to to hit home to, to everybody is steak takes time. Steak takes relentless focus, and at some point when you focus on the steak, if you want some sizzle, you can have it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's the issue of all you're focusing on is the sizzle because you want the goal. You, you, want, you want it now, and you're not willing to do what it takes to focus on the steak. Yeah, we, yeah I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because we're, we're crystal clear. Go out and get whatever, get whatever you want. Get whatever you want, dude. I mean, listen, <laughs> once you can write the $20,000, it's all relative. Right? Once you can write the million-dollar check, the 20000 the 5000 your sizzle is all relevant to what you want. It's just have some self-reflection right now. Dude, are you caught up in sizzle, and are you getting to How does it make you feel? 
Like I get back stomping in with the Chris story. You know, Chris was saying, dude, I was depressed. Mm -hmm. Now this is a guy that has a, you know, several million dollar company kicking off Itabada with no debt. And he was depressed because he got caught up in, you know, well, why don't I have a Lambo? Mm -hmm. Why don't like, dude, no, 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 Chris, keep focusing on that steak. And, and, and put your plan together, be relentless on that, and then go buy whatever fucking sizzle you want. Yeah. But right now, it's steak time. Yeah, and that is the, that is the final summary <clears throat> for today's podcast. You have to understand the difference between a sizzle-focused mindset and a steak-focused mindset. And I'm telling you... Your boy's got to eat. I'm hungry. I want steak. Yeah, but everybody <laughs> I know who cares about the sizzle has a shitty business. Yeah. The people I know that care about steak first, sizzle second, win. Yeah. And that's the primary takeaway for today, man. Do you really have something fundamental that will help you get to the sizzle? Because, dude, the, the, leading with the sizzle rarely leads to the steak. And at the end of the day, man, I don't care about cool. I want cash. Mm-hmm. Cash makes me feel cool cool doesn't make me feel cool because i know cool stresses you out if, if you have sizzle you shouldn't have it will depress you it'll put you in a worse spot mm. right i mean dude be people that are hungry focus on steak people that are not hungry focus on sizzle yeah baby I hope this one helps. I know for some of you, it's going to hit home on a couple of you. And, and for those of you who are the steak eaters and, and you can afford the steak or you just focus on the steak, we congratulate you. If you're on sizzle, I hope it woke you up a little bit and, and get you a little bit more focused on the steak for the next period of time. And dude, it, and people miss this. You don't have to focus on it forever. Yeah. You can fucking compress time and you can do it in a couple years if you really fucking drill down. Build a meat shop and get a, a butcher. <laughs> Go That's a what butcher. I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> All right. Peace out, everybody. Thanks, And as always, make it happen. You are listening to the Scale with Speed podcast. Why? Because scale equals revenue and speed equals profit. Hosted by nine-figure business builders, Matt Monero and Judge Graham. Enter with caution.